Hello and welcome to this weekend Saturday episode of Storytime Madness. Today we're going to read the third chapter of The Tale of Little Pigling Robinson by Beatrix Potter. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. The walk to Simmers was a long one, in spite of going by the fields, but the footpath ran downhill all the way, and Robinson was merry. He sang his little song for joy of this fine morning, and he chuckled, wee wee wee! Larks were singing too, high overhead. Robinson crossing the bridge, and higher still, high up against blue sky, the great white gulls sailed in wide circles. Their hoarse cries came softened back to earth from a greater way up above. Important rooks and lively jackdaws strutted about the meadows amongst the daisies and buttercups. Land skipped and bare. The sheep looked round at Robinson. Mind yourself and stimmeth, little pig, said a motherly ewe. Robinson trotted on until he was out of breath and very hot. He had crossed five big fields and ever so many styles. Stars with big step ladder styles. Stars of wooden posts. Some of them were very awkward with a heavy basket. The farm of Piggery Porkham was no longer in sight when he looked back. And the distance before him, beyond the farms, was never any nearer. The dark blue sea rose like a wall. Robinson sat down to rest beside a hedge in a sheltered sunny spot. Yellow pussy Wilkin catkins were in flower above his head. They were primroses in hundreds on the bank, and a warm smell of moss and grass and steaming moist red earth. If I eat my dinner now, I shall not have to carry it. said Robinson. The walk had made him so hungry, he would have liked to eat an egg as well as the sandwiches, but he was too well brought up to do that. It would spoil the two dozen, said Robinson. He picked a bunch of primroses and tied them up with a bit of darning wool that Aunt Dorcas had given him for a pattern. Pig Robinson carried his basket down a ladder. I will sell them in the market for my very own self and buy sweeties with my pennies. How many pennies have I got? said Robinson, feeling his pocket. One from Aunt Dorcas, and one from Aunt Porcus, and one for my primroses, for my very own self. Wee-wee. There is somebody trotting along the road. I shall be late for market. Robinson jumped and pushed his basket through a very narrow style where the footpath crossed in the direction of a public road. He saw a man on horseback. Old Mr. Pepperell came up, riding a chestnut horse with white legs. His two tall greyhounds ran before him. They looked through the bars of the gates into every field that they passed. They came bounding up to Robinson, very large and very friendly. They licked his face and asked what he had got in the basket. Mr. Pepperell called them, Here, pirate! Here, postboy! Come here, sir. He did not wish to be answerable for the eggs. The road had been recently covered with sharp new flints. Mr. Pepperell walked the chestnut horse on the grass edge and talked to Robinson. He was a jolly old gentleman, very affable, with a red face and white whiskers. 
all the green fields and red plowland between Stimmeth and Piggery Porkham belong to him. Hello, hello, and where are you off to? Little Piglin Robinson. Uh, please, Mr. Pepper, sir, uh, I'm going to market, wee wee wee, said Robinson. What, all by yourself? Where, where's Miss Dorcas and Miss Porkus? Not Elijah. Robinson explained about the narrow stars. Dear, dear, too fat, too fat. So you are going alone. Why don't your aunts keep a dog to run errands? Robinson inquired all Mr. Pepperell's questions very sensibly and prettily. He showed much intelligence and quite a good knowledge of vegetables for one so young. He trotted along almost under the horse, looking up at its shiny chestnut coat and the broad white girth and Mr. Pepperell's gaiters and brown leather boots. Miss Pepperell was pleased with Robinson. He gave him another penny. At the end of the flints, he gathered up the reins and touched the horse with his heel. Well, good day, little pig. Kind regards to the aunts. Mind yourself in Stimmeth. He whistled for his dogs and trotted away. He passed by an orchard where seven thin, dirty pigs were grubbing. Robinson continued to walk along the road. He passed by an orchard again where there were seven dirty pigs grubbing. They had no silver rings in their noses. He crossed Stifford Bridge without stopping to look over the paparette at the little fishes swimming ahead upstream, balancing the sluggish current, or the white ducks that dabbled uh, amongst floating masses of water crow's foot. A Stimmeth mill, he called to leave a message for Aunt Dorcas to the miller about meal. The miller's wife gave an, an apple. Then an old woman passed in a donkey cart with seven hens and long pink bundles of rhubarb that had been grown in straw under apple barrels. At the house beyond the mill, there is a big dog that barks, but the big dog Gypsy only smiled and wagged his tail at Robinson. Several carts and gigs overtook him. First, two old farmers who screwed themselves round to stare at Robinson. They had two geese, a sack of potatoes and some cabbages, sitting on the back seat of their gig. Then, an old woman passed in a donkey cart with seven hens and long bundles of rhubarb. Then, with a rattle, and a jiggle of cans came Robinson's cousin, little Tom Pig, driving a strawberry roan pony in a milk float. He might have offered Robinson a lift, only he happened to be going in the opposite direction. In fact, the strawberry roan pony was running away from home. This little pig went to market, shouted little Tom Pig gaily, as he rattled out of sight in a cloud of dust, leaving Robinson standing in the road. Robinson got his basket through the stile. Robinson walked on along the road and presently came to another stile in the opposite hedge, where the footpath followed the fields again. Robinson got his basket again through the stile. For the first time, he felt some apprehension. In this field, there were cows, big, sleek, Devon cattle, dark red, like their native soil. The leader of the herd was a vicious old cow, with brass balls screwed onto the tips of her horns. She stared disagreeably at Robinson, 
he saddled across the meadow and got out through the farthest stile at quick, as quickly as he could. Here the newly trodden footpaths followed round the edge of a crop of young green wheat. Someone let off a gun with a bang that made Robinson jump and cracked one of Aunt de Corker's eggs in the basket. A cloud of rooks and jackdaws rose, cawing and scolding from the wheat. Other sounds mingled with their cries, noises of the town a stimmer that became to become in sight through the elm trees that bordered the fields. Distant noises from the station, whistling of an engine, the bump of trucks shunting, noise of workshops, the hum of a distant town, the hooter of a steamer entering the harbour. High overhead came the hoarse cry of the ghouls and the squabbling cawing of rocks, old and young, in their rookery up in the elm trees. Robinson left the fields for the last time and joined a stream of country people on foot and in carts, all going to Stimmouth Market. That's the end of chapter three of The Tale of Little Piggling Robinson by Beatrix Potter. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. We'll be back to read you another chapter of The Tale of Little Piggling Robinson on Monday. But for now, bye-bye from me. Bye-bye.